0: to play 15 seasons in the national football league trenches well two guys and mackie who didn't do it just he just sits there and looks pretty this is the o-line committee
1: gentlemen we are what are we like two and a half weeks away from oh. the national football league regular season
2: mm, so close we got the o-line so
3: road show here mackie where are you what, yeah, is that micro- you, dude? what is that microphone? Is that your traveling? mic? In, this is my traveling microphone. <laughs> is that it looks like microphone? yours, actually. This. What
1: is that? Is it like a tiny one? That's a yeah, big uh, ball. travel size. Little, uh, travel size microphone here. So, how about this? All right, I gotta I gotta brag. This happens to football players all the time. It doesn't happen to geeky podcasters. So I was uh, so I'm in I'm in Denver, but it's really Aurora, Colorado for the what podcast movement concert uh, conference this week. Nerd. And, uh oh yeah, it's me and a bunch of. Bunch of suspenders wearing uh, <laughs> high water pants. Oh, nerd.
3: PFFS! Hey Shut guys, up. it's Phil.
1: Phil came this year. <laughs> Phil's back. What kind of audio editing tools do you guys like? What kind of software? What kind of software you guys like to like to uh, use for your podcast? Anyways, so I'm, keep bragging about yourself, I'm, please. I'm at please. MSP and I'm I'm in line to. I'm like a couple people behind for the security guy that checks your you know your ID. And he's just going through his grind and looking down and whatever, you know, having a day. And so it's my turn. And he looks up and he goes, Oh my gosh, what's up, dude. And I was like, am I under arrest? He goes, I love purple daily and the O line committee podcast. There you go. Let's go. I still need to see your ID because there's security cameras here, but we have a fan at the Minneapolis. Shout out that guy. Shout out, shout out the TSA agent, man. (laughs) Just grinding oh. away, grinding away. So, uh, all right, I got some dumb football questions. Let's if get you, If it. you've got some dumb football answers for you me. You should hit me. So if you guys, by the way, are just discovering the O-Line committee, please click the subscribe button and the like button on this YouTube channel and video. And if you're listening, Apple Podcast, Spotify, a five-star rating and a positive review go a long way to uh, helping us build this thing. So... Here's what we're gonna do I'm gonna give you I have sort of a like a current football events dumb question for the first one and then we'll get to some audience dumb questions for the next two all right love for me. Me. I love, love it. it let's do it so here's my sort of uh, my
3: current event dumb question is Russell Wilson cooked mm. mm-hmm. I don't think so I don't I don't think he is I think I think that organization was an absolute dumpster fire last year. Regardless of what people want to say, call it the head coach, whatever. I just think it was completely dysfunctional from top down. But I do know who is leading that place now, which is George Payton, and I think George well, Payton and, and Sean Payton and Sean Payton. But George yeah. Payton up there is the GM. He's going to get that stuff right. I think Russell still got some gas in the tank. Do I think he's Russell from six years ago? No. Do I think he's Russell that can still lead a team to a playoffs? Absolutely.
2: 100% agree with that. Absolutely. And I think that last year was probably just a little bit too much to everybody's head. I'm not all going to put it on Nathaniel Hackett because I think there was a lot of players that probably should have stepped in and did some things. But at the same time, I agree with Jeremiah. I don't think he's the Russ he was when I played him because I saw a different guy. Like we, we used to tick a knee and watch him to be like, dude, this guy is.
1: That wasn't great. that long. That was like two years right. ago though, right? When
2: he would get away from Alden Smith. If you got away from Alden Smith it was incredible.
1: But to okay. make all this. – You're talking like, like way
2: back with, when you were the like, That was like – he's not that, but I agree with Jay. He, he could easily lead a team into the playoffs or even to a Super Bowl. I think he has the leadership mentality, but I think he needs to kind of chill out a little bit when it comes to some of that stuff because I think at times he becomes a little too political. And I think you see quarterbacks at times go into this like ringer where they're just too much down this political train where you're like, no, just give me a real answer. I don't want the same old, they're a good team. We're a good let's, team. Let's it's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. Broncos country. <laughs> never again. Like, dude. less of that,
3: right? Exactly. Is Even he still Jay's doing like, that? Oh, Did he God. stop doing that? No. I there talked we... to someone on the Broncos, and they were like, "That saying is like banned. It's like okay. banned. It. Like because it was <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> like it was Shot on billboards. Was like, no way. No like, way. Like I think I think that's still like an open wound from last year. It's like I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. Like if you say it, you're cut. You're gone. <laughs> like I think that is like. That is just like the phrase that just gets you out of the building as fast as possible <laughs> if you start running around saying let's ride yeah I think well, I think there's questions about
1: is it physically I mean when, once you get to your mid 30s too you're just not going to be the same physically as as you were ten years ago, but I've always sensed from the outside looking in and Alex so Alex, you played in his division when you were with the Niners and then you were you were with the Seahawks when he was still there uh, toward the end of the 2020 season yeah. I want to say the and so comeback. you've like you've You've got it was one of the great football comebacks. One of the of all great. Time. I
3: mean, they're going to put a they're Netflix decum- documentary. Jeez Louise, learn how to speak. Yeah. Are you okay, buddy? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I had a stroke just right just there. <laughs> oh, you really did. I'm like, what Do- is going? So, so, okay? Sometimes the CTE just punches you out of nowhere, dude. He just, <laughs> it just raises its ugly head.
2: Man, that was that was brutal. <laughs> Edit that out.
1: But it's his. Like from a, from afar, it seems like whether it's his Instagram account or the Broncos country, let's ride. If 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 it seems a little fake to me, it doesn't seem like you're talking to a real human being. Sometimes I want to see the I want to see the real human being. If I'm in that locker room, I want to see who. It's okay, dude. Be vulnerable. What what? Who are you at your core? That's what I want to see.
3: But I also think he kind of had to create that. I mean, when Broncos when the Broncos signed him, everyone anointed the Broncos kings from the word go. Right? They're like Russell's here. Watch out, Mahomes. Watch out, Herbert. Like big boys here to play. And I think he might have fed into that a little too much, and he might have bought into that a little too much and not really kind of shouldered the pressure, but felt let the pressure kind of control him. And he almost had to put up this big external shield of like, okay, this is what is expected, so I better tow this line instead of exactly like you said, just understanding like, I'm just going to be who I am, right? right? Like I'm just going to be who I am. I'm just going to do what I do. I'm a good football player and go. But then you start reading the stuff of like he gets his own office and like he gets all this own stuff. And I think he, I think he just tried to do too much.
2: And that's what I said. You need to calm it down a little bit. And I think at the end of the day, the quarterbacks mostly show you who they are in the locker room, which is great, and that's who you want to see. But I think sometimes when when they get a little too political to the media, <clears throat> I feel like that's a time when they start to shut down to us as well too. It's like they're getting a little too out there, a little too extended in the generosity of like, hey, we're a team. We're going to stick this out where it's like, dude, just tell them the truth or tell us the truth or be real. And sometimes it's like you said, Mackie, like the fakeness comes through really fast. And you're like, dude, just. And I feel bad for them because they do have to play that role because of the way that marketing is and their brands and all this stuff. and it's like you can't say the wrong thing, you can't get in trouble. And it's like, sometimes I almost wish you guys could hear what they say because you would laugh so hard. And you would be like, I'm not laughing at that. I am laughing at that. I'm laughing like they just they are such funny dudes and they're great guys, but I hate the walls that they have to put up around the, like around everybody else because you're like, dude, it's coming off really weird now. You're making this seem really, really weird for everybody.
3: I would yeah. love if they would, if he would sign on to do the quarterback series. I think that would make oh, people, us? Russ. I think that would make people see him a lot differently in a different light. I agree. Right. I think. I mean, I don't think he'll ever do it because I think he's too much of a private person. But I think like something like that, if someone could peer behind the curtain of who is Russell Wilson. I think that would answer a lot of questions for, for people.
1: Yeah. Do you guys care? So there was, you know, Tom Brady had the the thing where his, or Alex Guerrero, his personal trainer, was in the building like eight years ago in New England. And that was a thing. And that was so remember But Russell last year had his personal sort of training quarterback coach guru guy in the room. And Sean Payton was asked about that a few months ago and said, yeah, I don't know anything about that, but that doesn't happen on my watch. How yeah. do you guys feel about like a quarterback having an entourage
3: of his own trainers around in the building. I think it's great. I think it's great they have their own trainers, not in the building. The building is sacred, right? The building is sacred, right? When you walk, like, media gets to go in the locker room and it gets on the private, that is it. But, like, inside those walls, it is just the dudes and the coaches and everyone else who's there to help you win. No outside noise. No outside voices. No outside opinions. None of that. Because that is all distractions, right? And we talk about it on the show a lot, distractions. The tiniest distraction in the NFL causes you to lose games. It really does, the tiniest little thing. And if you've got a if you're just watching like, dude, that's Russell Wilson getting coached by someone who's not on the coaching staff. Like, what is he actually telling him? And then all of a sudden things are going wrong, it's really easy to point the finger and be like, Well, it's that guy's fault. Right. (laughs) Versus if you're just like if it's everyone's like, No, it's everyone's fault. We're all in here with the same message, the same the same thing we're all working for, but like all of a sudden you let outside voices in that are influencing the best position on the field, the guy that is the field general, and you have to start questioning like who's he listening to? Who is he actually listening to and taking the coaching from? Like that becomes a huge issue. There should never, ever, ever be another voice in that room besides the coaches.
2: And that's the biggest reason is because there should only be one voice in his head, and that's the OC. It's him in the OC going back and forth. It shouldn't be the OCs on my right and my quarterback coaches on my left. My quarterback coach says I'm a I'm, I, you can make this throw at any time. The OCs like don't throw it here because we don't like this cornerback at this time or whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just caught – you could get caught in these worlds. And at the same time, I don't know how somebody – and I guess I didn't know that. <clears throat> I don't know how I would feel about somebody not getting paid by the owner sitting in a room with me. Like, I can't express to you how weird it is a feeling to be able to be like, you're just not allowed into where I work. And if you ever walked in, people would look at you and be like, what – who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> No no I'm not kidding you like how many times when a new Alex scout... Alex
1: got that look at Vikings uh, joint practice last week but oh, a couple it's hilarious. of He got hassled security, by a security guard sc- security's
2: coming over like who is this guy who is this guy is the guy came guy?
1: over 3 times third oh, time sorry what was your name again and he's like and he's got his little IFB like oh, there's a 7 foot monster here that I don't hilarious. know what he's like, what's he going to do
2: I'm not sure everybody comes over later like got a lot of a lot of chatter about you on the radio today there buddy yeah <laughs> like being back in practice huh yeah you're welcome <laughs> Uh, but seriously, how many times, like when a new scout would come in the room, you'd like, everybody would just be looking at him. Like, who is that guy? What do you do here? What are you writing down? What do you, why are you in this? Meeting? <laughs> yeah, well, why do you have a notepad? Like, Show yeah, me like, your notepad. It, <laughs> as you get older, your job is to like, look around the room. Who's in the room. Who is that guy? I don't know him. Get him out. Yeah. I don't. Why are we telling him our secrets? Like you, I just don't know how I feel. If they were like, this is Sam's quarterback coach. He's going to give Sam great advice. On what? How to throw the ball? Like, that's what four guys in this room's job is to do. We need a fifth to do it now? Well, and I hate when they're like, well, it's because he's non-biased. He's a non-biased party. That's actually the worst. We want him for the betterment of this team. We want him for anything that's for the good of this team. We want him to be
3: biased. Right, we don't... all 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 that being said, I'm a big component of everyone should have their own team right like their own team of like whether it's a trainer oh, of course. or like a personal head shrinker whatever it might be like to have your own team outside the building is really really important Huge. right they're your mentors your advisors people to lean on but when you walk in those walls it is just the team no, no other voices voice. like i think in i mean you even saw it. like Mahomes he goes away he goes to his guy he freaking flew him up to Kansas City he's like i'll start you a business you just do it here right like there's a time and a place for all of that but none of it is on company time
2: No, because you make the other guys feel weird about it. It'd just be weird. Really, really weird. But I do agree with Jeremiah that... If you do have a team outside of the facility that is non-biased and tells you more of the truth and more of like the, this is what I'm seeing. And I'm not I'm not just saying this to be nice to you. It's more like, this is exactly what I see and this is how I see it. Those are the guys that help build you outside the walls and that you're like, you're leaning on all the time. Like with Jeremiah's clients right now, they call them and they're like, hey, what are you seeing? What do you think? This is what they're saying. And so it's easy for Jeremiah to be like, I'm a non-biased party. I'm not playing on your team. This is what we're seeing. And it's it's great. And then we feel like, especially as an offensive lineman and there's a lot of positions that could say this but it's easy for guys to not see things And we've talked about this on the show like you just can't see yourself doing bad things sometimes and you're like I don't know why I'm doing that and then somebody else will watch and be like well, It's because you're not you know setting with depth or you're not setting you know fast enough or whatever and you're like oh yeah you're right what an idiot like I can't believe I didn't see it so that's a great sounding board to have but too also like the doctors it's always great to have your own doctors to go to somebody that's always going to tell you the truth like people that walk out of this league that say they're blindsided, it's silly to me. You have all the resources to go outside the building and look around and be like, hey, I'm not feeling right. They're telling me I'm okay. What's really wrong with me? That way, you know, going down the road like, okay, this is a real problem. I know nobody in the NFL is saying it's a problem, but it's a, it's a problem because four other doctors outside of here who are real doctors are like, hey, this is a problem. And so it's like, okay, now I know I can fix it myself or whatever. But It's great to have that as a sounding board outside the rooms, but never inside.
1: See, having your own quarterback coach in the room is is weird. I want to see someone bring their own doctor inside the walls, just walking oh. around with like a stethoscope. Oh. Dude, you know, they, who's that me. guy? That's they my would doctor. would you. He'd go missing. He'd go yeah. missing. with
2: another doctor, Do you, you'd go missing with the doctor. How dare you?
1: You're need you need to uh, tap Isn't your knee crazy? with the little you knee would, tapper thing. Yeah.
2: That's what's even more messed up is you would rather bring in your own football coach than your own doctor, like your own, because you'd be like, dude, you're dead. They're gonna you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay i okay i lied i have two dumb current event football questions here's it. my second one then we'll get to the the audience uh, uh once from the youtube comments so so uh trey lance just got beat out for the backup quarterback job in san francisco by sam darnold oh boy. and uh he's he's according to reports they're, they're probably gonna wind up trading him for you know like 10 cents on the they gave up Multiple first round picks Ten. a few years ago, right? Yeah. To pennies, move all the way up. Pennies on the dollar. Penny's
2: on the dollar, dude. He's someone's in some hot water too, by the way. Well, I have no. a take
1: on that. But so here's the thing. He graduated high school in 2018. He has thrown fewer than five hundred passes in college, regular season NFL, and preseason NFL. So my question to you guys, he's six foot four, he's like two hundred twenty pounds, he's physically one of the more gifted quarterbacks we've seen out of the draft. Is Trey Lance a lost cause, or would you look like if if the Niners said, Hey, man, it's a six round pick, we just got to get rid of him? Would you take a shot on a Trey Lance for a six round pick?
3: Yes, for a six round pick, I would, or a fourth round pick, like a day three pick. I think a day three pick, you take a shot on a guy like Trey Lance because you're exactly right. You know, you got to remember too, he came out the COVID year, he played one game for North Dakota State in 2020, Mm -hmm. one like he had a great 2019. And then he played one game in twenty twenty, and they were like anointed, ding king, right? And a lot of it, I think, is because of the Carson Wentz effect, right? They saw what Carson Wentz was, how he performed at North Dakota State, and then they were like, okay, this guy's just going to be just like Carson Wentz, but even more physically talented. I think you get him plugged into a system that can develop him as a passer and continue to work on him. I do think he's a chance to be a starting quarterback in this league just because of the physical attribute, attributes, you know. But I do, I, I think, whoever drafted him in. in I mean they got really really lucky they drafted Brock Purdy too. Like if, if you don't draft Brock Purdy as well with Trey Lance like you are SOL right now you're putting all your all your everything in on Sam Darnold, right? It's like it's like what's happening down in Tampa, right? It's like woo Baker Mayfield beat out Kyle Trask. Oh, right? God. Like wow. well, that, <laughs> what a joke, right? Like that yeah, was even a fight. But like for me you, you you also you can take him because he's still on a rookie deal. Right if you trade for him you're you're getting a first round talent on a rookie deal that you can still develop and decide if you want to pay him later on cuz he still is cheap right like that quarterback room in San Francisco right now is very very cheap and that's probably why if they can't trade him for what they want they may just keep him Uh,
2: I I don't agree with that at all. I I just think that that offense is way too easy for a quarterback. It's extremely quarterback friendly. You're handing the ball off 75% of the time, and when you're not, you're faking the handoff and throwing it to the guy right across the middle. It is literally the easiest quarterback job in the NFL. You are the third string on this team. You are the third string, Broby. You're not even the first. You're not the second. That's Sam Darnold. That was another failed first-round pick who found himself. Like – you're talking about too much money and eventually you're like how much can we put into this kid for this much money like he's taking a spot on our roster he's doing this he's a quarterback like that's another that's another position that's always watched over like it's just it's one of those things to me where i'm like man if they don't do something and i'm not to say that somebody's in hot water right now okay the number 3 pick overall is not starting and not only that he's been demoted again and it's big news right it's like making somebody's putting somebody's job on the line again and that's where <clears throat> It's messed up that they make a big deal about this because it's almost like if you're Frisco and you're the Yorks, you're looking at this like, why is everybody laughing at us? Why is everybody laughing that our number three overall pick is, oh, because he's the – all right, so let's, now we see what happens this year. And if it doesn't go well this year, I think you don't see a good outcome. I think that's so, where you see people go, hey, boy, wh- but what just you're happened? You're not
3: answering the question. You're not answering the question. The question Would I take is, him? No, I wouldn't. You, wouldn't. you wouldn't take him for a day three pick? No.
1: So you're, but you're saying you're basically saying if Kyle Shanahan and that and this would worry me too, the that Kyle That's Shanahan, he he put Matt Ryan on an MVP he pedestal. Broke he Jimmy Garoppolo's leg Super.
3: last year. He only played what like one game. we're, Listen, we're, by we're by saying way, that again. he's completely washed because he played one game I'm not last year. He snapped his washed. leg. I'm yes, saying, you are. You're saying if I'm you're just not,
1: saying my team is not trading for him. Yours can. Mine won't. <laughs> You're saying he's a bad human. You're saying he's a bad no. human. <laughs> yeah. Way to put words in my mouth. I
2: literally just was like, my team is feeling pretty fine right now with Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask.
3: If you're Tampa right now, you don't take Trey Lance.
2: Uh, if I'm Tampa, yeah, I would take Oh, definitely. Okay, so sure. yes, you're saying I'm just would- saying.
3: No, you're talking the, yourself. You're talking about now. a team who has
2: Baker Mayfield as a starting quarterback. <laughs> yes, I'll take That's anything. That's what we're
3: saying. We're saying with 31 other teams. You didn't say teams. if I'm
2: Tampa. You just said if I'm a team. I'm, if I'm a team, I'm assuming I'm Kansas City. Is Tampa I'm a, good a team? team. <laughs> Is Tampa a team? Oh, I you didn't, didn't say, say what kind of team. Oh my! You literally gosh, just dude. said you were like, if you're a team, okay. Well, am I a better team? Because no, I'm okay. not. A, I'm sitting pretty. If you're okay, a bottom third
3: team, if you're for a bottom sure, I'm
2: trading. If I'm Baker Mayfield's team, I am trading right now. Absolutely.
3: Next time, I will. Through. I will specify. Thank Are you a crappy you. team yeah. or a dynasty? Alex is, I dynasty? Okay. Alex is like, really. oh, I don't know. I don't know if the Kansas City Chiefs should pick up Trey Lance. Well, no shit. No my point is, you shit. never
2: said. I know. Well, am I thinking I'm on a bad team? Jesus.
1: No. If you're, okay, if you're a Canadian football league team, Alex, <laughs> would you. Yeah, I'm trading you know, for, <laughs>
2: for sure.
1: Good See? night. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> but, but, so here, wait, You said something that, that I, I will fight you on, on something you said. You said, hey if if that if I'm the Yorks if I'm looking down heads might roll on this. Now okay, yeah. like if they have a train wreck season like okay, then but right now here's here's the thing that I would say. People are framing this like this is why you got to be careful being aggressive for quarterbacks in the first round. I would say, well, if you're a franchise that's that's if you're the Browns for 20 years or you're a desperate franchise that needs a quarterback to save your crappy team, okay, well, But if you're the 49ers, if you're a well-run team like the Steelers, the Vikings have had good rosters, right? You should be taking shots on quarterbacks because guess what? You can fail epically like the Niners just did and still be one of the four Super Bowl favorites going into 2020. Like the Niners failed epically with this, but they are so well-run. They can build a roster. They can go find a Brock Purdy, which there's some luck involved there. This should not deter teams from being aggressive looking for – a quarterback no. in the first <laughs> and it I won't don't ever think that what the
2: outside noise is going to affect a GM or how a coach is going to go up there and aggressively go after people it's what they feel it's what they think the vibe of the player and they're constantly they're always wrong and at the end of the day I think once you go through it for a very long time you realize hey we're wrong a lot of times it's just how it goes right they're just right a lot too and you get guys later in the draft who make up for guys early in the draft that don't pan out as well. Or maybe you draft a guy early that's a phenom and the rest of the guys suck. Like every year is so different and it's up and down. It should never change how somebody goes after somebody. But I will say that it's it's uh, going back to that question. Next time you have to specify. Because that almost got me and Jay into another. Look at him. He's still I upset it. about that it. Was, He's still mad about it. Look at him. I, I Let's see go you guys through the progression here. heads.
3: Up. Alex said no. Wouldn't take him. No chance. Done. Well,
2: I mean, I never if was Tampa, I, I just I, told you why I wouldn't take him. You're in a very I can't quarterback. Wait. I'm gonna go back. Offense. I'm gonna go back
3: and rewatch the tape here. I'm gonna rewatch this episode <laughs> and map out your Ill- you're just not good tape. I will say this. Terrible looking tape.
2: back, looking back. Never
1: mind. I'm not even gonna say it because you're,
3: you're next gonna question. yell at me again. You're gonna next yell at me question.
1: again. <laughs> All right. Next so question mad. comes from the YouTube comment section here. Keep sending us your dumb football questions. Uh, via the YouTube comment section, we we read all of them, we stockpile them. So Tim Peters says, "I think I know what you guys are going to say." Is the offensive line the most important position group on offense? I
3: mean, there's five of us on the field at one time, so we. So let's up. say
1: it's it's receivers. Let's say
3: it's pass catchers. Do, do we want to go the quarterback. Least, least 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 important all the way up? Sure. I think O lines number one. Alex, do you agree with me on For that? For sure, at the least? Okay. over I quarterback. I yes. think.
2: I think O-line is probably the most important on the entire team. Just because. Not biased. I mean. <laughs> that's dude. That's not, a even not being biased, biased opinion. You can win a lot of games without a quarterback. You can win a lot of games without a running back. Look at the new offenses in the NFL. You could win it. A lot of ways, but you can't win it without the O line. And every coach says it every week. They're like, "Dude, it starts up front. It starts in the trenches. If we win up front, we're gonna win this game. If the offense is schmowing the other team, the defense is just gonna feast on their energy. That's just how this goes. And so it's for me, it's always like, hey, as long as we come out and play well, the rest of the team's gonna follow our lead. Because if they see us kicking dudes in the face, they're gonna be like, all right, we're allowed to do it now too. And that's how you kind of start to get a team to embody this. It starts up front mentality. You gotta be badasses up front. And that's why I think it's always. He's number one with O line,
3: O line number one, quarterback number two for sure. I think quarterback is number two. Fullback's got to be number three. I would I'm almost go. say safeties are three. We're on offense. Oh, I thought we were doing whole team. You can do team.
1: I you would say O line and then what quarterback was the,
3: for a team. You are just making your own questions. The question
1: right? was offense. The question but, was but, offense. But
3: Alex's take was what was you, the question? You said that you said it's the most important the whole, on the team.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. All
3: right. Well, do we want to do offense or team? Let's go. Let's go team. I want to see team? your team. Is yeah. offensive line still number one? Yes. Offensive right. line is number one. Defensive
1: line is number two. Can we separate that into edge and interior on defense? No. Ooh,
2: no. Because you was the same. just you're set in the trenches, dude. You're set, you're all I mean there. you can have We two love great, all those guys. Equally. You can have they're two great,
3: great edge rushers if you've got two sacks of potatoes sitting in the middle, like they're just those dudes are neutralized. Those right. dudes do nothing. Right? So I'm gonna say D line number two. Uh I'll probably go safeties DBs number three. I'm going to go quarterback. No, quarterback's number three. Quarterback's got to be number three.
1: So, trenches, trenches, one and two. Trenches, for sure, one and two.
2: Quarterback. And then you would say safeties, wouldn't you?
3: Yeah, safeties is probably four, just because if you don't have a good back end, you're toast. Over over cornerbacks. Yes, because safeties are run support.
2: Safeties are run support. How many good teams have bad cornerbacks? We see it all the time. As long as the safeties don't get blown away, Think of
3: some of the great defenses. What did they all have? Great safeties, Ed, right? Reed. They all, yeah, Ed Reed, Troy Polamalu, yeah. John Lynch. Back when he played, <sighs> I mean, you can. I mean, Harrison Smith, like dudes that were Jamal Adams from Seattle, yeah. right? Like those dudes that are safeties that are killers that can get up there and run support, and then also running be able to cover in a ton of ground in the back end. Like those dudes, those dudes are super important. So you go safeties there. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go probably running backs number four. Uh, because i think a good running back can really make or break a team i know that they're devalued but i really do think having a really solid back and a rotational back uh running back room right your bell cow your scat receiver your dude that's going to come in there on third down and pick up any blitz thrown to him a good running back room would definitely have to be up there for me for sure I would agree
1: interesting cuz i mean obviously like the the trend is going the other way but but there's a difference between Part of the reason why the running back value is down is because there's just it, there's not that many there's like three on a roster and there's a lot the supply is more than the demand yes. for running backs, right and that's why the value is down. I think
3: a well-rounded room, right not an individual. Right. I'm not saying it has to be an individual like just like yeah. the O line right A well-rounded running back room is worth its weight in gold, right When you can have three or four dudes that are all contributing playing anywhere between 20 to 18 snaps a game apiece, like and they're all contributing when they're on the field. Like that is worth its weight in gold because that keeps the defense on its heels. That allows you to have like a fresh back in there, and it like you have no drop off if the year goes on, right? Exactly. The teams that just have the true bell cow, unless your name's Derrick Henry, like you can't make it a full season anymore without getting dinged one way, shape, or form.
2: And even then, think about this too: when a, when you do have one big bell cow and that guy does go down, your whole offense is just, what are we doing now? Are we going to continue running this same offense, or are we going to try and have to start doing new things? And that's why being able to lean on a bunch of guys is great because it's like Jay said, you don't know the situation you're going to be in, but a guy that can come in and block on third down is phenomenal to have because that's just another blocker that we need. And at the same time, a scat back, somebody that can just start moving people around for us—that's—they're all mm. really, really good. But I feel like it's hard to find a good team that has a room like that that's like built for every kind of situation like somebody that's like a zone runner and then somebody's a scat back somebody's also like a you know what else is too is you don't see a lot of a lot of good screen backs anymore like i remember when new orleans used to play when we used to play him back in the day with sean payton they were phenomenal at the screen game but it was because they always beat you so deep with drew Brees. you know what i'm saying so the minute they, they cleared you out you had to go with him because you thought he was going to throw the ball and then all of a sudden 4-0 linemen just leaking out and you were like God, this is gonna look so bad on film. Like sitting on the sidelines
1: watching Drew Brees just dump off this little tiny pass goes for sixty yards every time. And... <sighs> is that oh, one of the god. most gratifying things as an offensive lineman when when you the see screen the screen goes? The, it's yes, like the, it's like a second yes. of a defensive lineman's like, oh yeah, you know, oh my god, it's a Dude. screen.
3: When maybe you watch it. a corner, you watch a corner <laughs> fall off a receiver as you're running full steam, and you're like, Oh, you have one choice run around me or run through me. And it's usually they try and like, I'll force it back inside. You just you don't even feel them, you just yeah. run through them like they're not even there. They <laughs> oh. just bounce off of you they're 190
1: pound skinny I, frames.
3: Okay, what do we think? Six, are we on six? Yeah. Where'd you put receivers? Are we, did we got into receivers? I, oh, to receivers yet.
2: I think they're somewhere in the last category with divas
3: wow. and. I, I, think, I think I might have to go tight end room with six. Tight end room, tight end room linebackers are tied for me at six. I don't, I don't know. I think those two guys, like a, a good tight end, again, I'm going by room, right? I'm saying positional, not individual, but by room. Okay. A good tight end room, like you can have multiple tight ends that are blockers, but if you can have one guy, the true why that never comes off the field, that's a pass catching threat, but also a run threat. Killed like them. I think those dudes, those oh, dudes kill. are those dudes are so good. They're such weapons, right? Like I think I think Dalton Kincaid's going to be that guy for Buffalo, right? Like some of these dudes. Like that's why you're seeing everyone trying to get the next Travis Kelsey, right? Right. So those I think linebackers, linebackers there and uh, tight ends, and then I'm going to have to go with the last is corners and receivers for tight. Interesting, for sure. because
1: in terms of of how much guys get paid and where guys get drafted. Receivers and cornerbacks are getting drafted and paid more than safeties and linebackers, and some of, and some of it's a. I mean, there's there's not that many just straight up one on one single coverage shutdown corners. So like that guy's gonna get that guy's valuable. Oh yeah. Uh, same with quarterbacks. Obviously, yeah. there's only there's like 20 franchise quarterbacks in the world, and there's 32 teams. But Trying to get access. To speak to that, you
2: you, kind of understand now why they're so important. I mean, we don't value corners, but if you are a true shutdown corner like some of these guys like Patrick Sertan or like the uh, uh, Sauce in New York, like if you're one of those guys and you can help a defense just move two safeties to one side of the field and you're like, hey, I got this whole other side or I got this whole dude. Like we don't have to worry about the best player this week. That's different. That can change the game. Like that can be like – Okay. Yeah. We're good. We're good. We're just, yeah, we mean, don't even Zab- have to blitz either, right? Like, Xavier got... Rhodes, when he was yeah. in his prime, oh, when he was in like, his prime.
3: Like, I mean, different. I mean, if he got beat, he always pulled his hamstring somehow, which was weird. That was right? funny. Yeah. Once if... a game, it was like, oh, God.
2: But like, then came back and run a 106 <laughs> yard interception back. And we were all like, didn't
3: you just pull your hamstring? I'm fine. I'm fine. That was I'm funny. fine now. <laughs> I'll never forget that. What was that, 16? <laughs> Yeah, sixteen. He hilarious. gets. I think it was Arizona. He gets beat was, by Arizona. Larry Fitzgerald for like a a long nine route down oh, the, God. and he like lays there and he grabs his hamstring. And they like I think they helped him to the sideline, right? And, and we're all like, oh shoot, man, Zay's done. Like this ain't good. And then like I don't remember when he went back into the game because we were like doing adjustments, and all of a sudden it was like. House call, 106, full speed, like 23 miles an hour. Like, the, the
1: Dion hop step.
3: You know, what yeah. just happened? Wasn't it, hey,
2: wasn't it like I the fastest recorded interception ever, too? We were yeah. like, dude, didn't you literally just pull your hamstring? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Divas.
3: Divas. Yeah. Might be a little biased there, too. I can't handle those dudes. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. Well,
1: we didn't rank kicker, punter, and long snapper. But I they think never we come on. They're not the real end. people. <laughs> we're, not, we're not even
2: talking about They're not people. real people unless you're Phil they're Dawson, not, then you're number 1 in my heart. I promise they're
1: not, Phil. They're not real humans.
2: I've been screwed um, by
3: too many kickers.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh my <Blair>. god. Dude. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> okay, wait. Were you guys were you guys on that uh... I was. I was not that oh, right. guy. I, I got to watch it. I, I got was, to watch okay. it in the spring. For the audience. Okay, these sorry. guys both played for the Vikings. I obviously I host a Vikings podcast in 2015. You guys won 11 games. You it, it, kind of an unexpected at least from the outside looking in. 11 games you go in, you're playing. This is the Seahawks in the prime of their seahawks right? This is like – that team was stacked. And it was below zero wind chill, Minus outdoor, 22. Stadium, Minus outdoor stadium. Outdoor stadium. And you guys are lining up for a 27-yard game-winning field goal as time is about to expire.
3: And Blair Walsh misses wide left. Wide left. Wide. Not blocked, and misses wide left. I was, so was, I was, the I was inactive. Right? I was inactive for that game. Uh, that was my first year in Minnesota. I was standing next to Rick Spielman because he had come down out of the booth, like we were all going to celebrate, and he missed it. And Rick looks at me, and then he looks back at the field and he just goes, "What the fuck!" And then just turned around and walked away. And I was just like, "What just happened?" Right? And like it was the classic in the locker room after the game. Where like Zimmer was like, "Hey, it's not on Blair. It's on everyone." And I can't remember who it was. Like, it might have been Everson, it was in the back, and goes, "The fucking is it?" And started like <laughs> freaking out and like, because no, like no. seasons, it's like we talked about on the last podcast, right? Seasons over, it's like, over, it's done, and everyone's sitting there. And like Zimmer tried to do the like we lose as a team, we win as a team" role, and there was a couple guys that just were not having it. Like they were like, "Nope." Nope, that's fully on three shoulders, right? We will twenty-seven yards player, like yeah, it got it got bad, like that was probably the worst ending to a season I've had, just because of like people. Is were there so is there
1: any pissed. sense of like oh we feel a little bad for a guy in that moment, or is it just rage? No, immediately Our rage. I think
3: as the like rage. as time healed all wounds type of thing, and I don't even know if it all fully healed. No. Like eventually you're like oh that sucks, but like right there like immediately after, pure rage. Everyone You're was still cold. not pissed he kicked he missed like, that kick? Everyone was cold. Like dude, I'm pissed. Joe Berger had frostbite on his hands. Like people were just so upset because of how miserable the game was. And then to end like that, like it was it was bad. Were you pissed? Are you still pissed? I mean, I was upset because we like I was gonna go to Arizona. We were gonna go where were we we were gonna go down to Arizona was and play it? the Cardinals, who we'd already beat that year. And then the
1: the Packers did the Packers beat the Cardinals? That was no. that the Aaron Rodgers uh one of the Hail Mary years.
3: Or was that know. the Carson Palmer? That was, that was the year Aaron Rodgers threw the Hail Mary to beat Detroit. Okay. Yeah, that was yeah. that. Cause... But, you guys, yeah, you guys had a path. I mean. <laughs> yeah,
2: because
3: our defense that year was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too ridiculous. bad your kicker sucked. <laughs>
2: God,
3: that, I mean, kid, that, that guy cared more about his,
2: his arms than anything. He worked out biceps. He was jacked. Every was jacked. day. Drove any more like like I have a couple it best friends that are, nuts.
3: Like I have a couple really good friends oh, that are kickers. Like terrible. Brett Maher, Brett ha- Brett Maher is one of my really really good friends, right? Played together in Nebraska, he lives here in Lincoln and like talk about feeling bad for a guy. Like I felt bad for Brett Maher. Like now that I was out of it and like watching him and knowing him personally and like the, how he's battled going to the CFL and to come back and watch a guy get the yips like that, like I felt bad for Brett Maher last year. Alex shows no empathy (laughs) whatsoever. zero, zero. At all.
1: All (laughs) the kickers I played with are done, so I don't feel bad for any of them. I remember, I mean, I remember I was, that's the only game in the last 12 years that I haven't hosted a Vikings post-game show of some kind because we had like a, it was like a gopher basketball conflict on our radio station. So I was watching that game with a group of 20 friends. And so, and this is, I grew up in Minnesota. I've watched the Vikings my whole life since the 80s. I have seen... Crazy missed kicks in big spots, 98 championship game. There's something about a big kick in a game if you're a Vikings fan that you just never feel comfortable. And I remember, so that 20 people are high-fiving and celebrating. Oh, my God, like the game's over. And I had a feeling go through my body like the exorcist. And I said out loud, I said, oh, my God, I think something's going to happen here. <laughs> like, the weather, some, like, the, the, the snaps, I said, I think something's going to happen. They're like, shut the – Mackie, shut the fuck, dude, shut the fuck <laughs> up. I'm like, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And sure enough, like, dude, that, that did, type of stuff is why bad. Vikings fans are probably the most tortured current
3: NFL do fan you, base. Do you remember what we used to do, how we used to mess with Kai Forbath? Cobra Kai? No. So, dude, anytime. Anytime Kai used to come into like the sauna or the like the locker or whatever we used to mess with them. we used to do the the dodgeball was like oh tss, yeah tss, 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 like for the like be like copacetic <laughs> like oh we used to mess he hated it oh he hated, hated it it. it
2: was so fun yeah, some of them God. are tough to talk to I'm not gonna lie to you some of them are great though some of them are just totally they're wild- weird they're
3: Did. not yeah. like they're they're just weird like Steve I was with Stephen Hauschka in Buffalo this dude had. An eight foot by like four foot T square, right? That he would like line up and he'd go through like a fifty five minute warm up in practice. And then he'd be like, it'd become like end of practice, field goal, right? We're all dying. It's a Wednesday. It's like, oh thank gosh, field goal. And he'd come up and be like, ah, I'm just not feeling it. We'd be like, What? What do you mean you're not feeling it? What have you done all day? Right? He's like, I just went through the warm up, like I just I don't feel it. And so you'd be like, okay, field goal on air, and we do field goal <laughs> period on air, and like then he if he went and missed a kick, we'd all just be like, what are we, what is happening, right? Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? So he would like instead of he lining up, go to a fifty five yard, like fifty five minute warm up. You'd see him on the sideline. He had bands right. everywhere, and then he'd go to coach and be like, I just don't feel it, right? I just don't feel it. I, I don't think I have it right now. But
1: shouldn't you? But isn't that that that's when you should practice? Because you, you what if so, you're wait. not what if you're not feeling it in the third quarter of a you know maybe the division fans game?
3: don't know
2: that of a seven day week. We only require the kickers four of the days for 30 minutes. That's a max. That's a max 30 minutes putting your pads on, lacing up your shoes, walking out there, taking four snaps, turning around and walking off the field. Dude, I'm not kidding you. If a kicker was like, I'm not in the mood, I would have thrown my helmet at him and beat the shit out of him. Are you out of your mind you're not in the mood to kick a
0: ball?
1: Oh... Jay, no, I'm not so uh, nice. I'm not really feeling it today.
2: You know, guys, <laughs> it's just a little cold. I yeah. feel the I don't have the wiggle today.
3: I, don't, I, got wish it. I, was, <sighs> I wish I was lying. I wish I was lying. I would have beat his ass. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, I have a, a
1: a weather question here. From let's see here. This is from this is from Mark Larson YouTube comment section. So he says, we just got home from a concert at uh, Charles Schwab Field. Hi, Jeremiah. Hello. We're, where Where's it had that? to be 100.
3: Where's Charles Schwab? Omaha. Okay. Is that, he's it's like. It's where they do the, it's where they do the College World Series. Baseball? Okay. Baseball. Oh, I love it.
1: So it, he said there was a, there was a, they were at a concert. It was 115 degrees at the stadium. All three of the acts commented on the weather, like the musical acts or chugging water, whatever. It got me thinking. Do NFL players ever get so uncomfortable with weather that you just want the game over with so you can be done? Yes.
3: Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I've had heat strokes several <laughs> times. And you know what the
2: answer is? Nobody fucking cares, <laughs> Boone. It's first down. Our ball go. Like you're like, dude, it's so you know what it is? It's the black pellets in mm-hmm. the in the in the turf. And the minute you fall and they touch you, they singe your body and you're like, shut, get off of me. God, that's hot. I'm not kidding you. It caused, like when you're in your stance at times, your feet start to get really hot. You are you can see guys in their stance like, I need to move. I need to move my feet right now. And people laugh because they start, have that shade yeah. over them. Even my son last year was like, Johnny goes, Dad, look at that umbrella they have on these guys. I'm like, dude, it's like 120 degrees right there. Do you know how it is? Because you would sit there and you'd be baking in the sun. And the coach is trying to talk to you and you're like, what are we doing? Where are we? He's like, hey, focus, focus. Like, dude, it is so hot right now. I don't even know what's going on. And remember when we went to uh, Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. So hot. Baking hot. Tony got heat flashes. I mean, it was so bad. And everybody's response was, deal with it get over
3: it and well, you're like we, I, we may have told this story before so we had joint practices in 2016 harsh in dude and like they were repaving the asphalt and like it was a million degrees out right next and
2: to right it, next to the you know the interstate. public park that we had a practice at the public park where yeah. the, you know you pra- right did, did a
3: joint practice at they a prob- public they, park he dude, called they, he calls their facility the public park. as you walk across the street from the stadium is where their practice facility is it's grass field. was so like monkey bars and a yeah, slide Not over kidding here. you. And then the I-95 <laughs> is right over you. So, so we're dying, right? Like, it's so hot. And at the end, Sperano, again, rest in peace, he was like, man, no one cares if it's hot. Everyone's hot. It's not that big a deal. Just drink water. You'll be fine. And we're like, okay, you're right, coach. We got it. We go to meetings that night. We show up in meetings. and Andrew Junoco, the assistant line coach, is in the meeting room. And we're waiting. And all of a sudden, he stands up to start running the meeting. we're like, what are you doing? Where's Tony? He's like, ah. Tony had a bit of heat exhaustion. Had to go to the hospital. And we're like, okay, like we're like, okay, great. So he's gonna yell at us that it's so hot. No one cares. Oh, we we find the hell out of him for that. We find <laughs> By him the so. Way, bad. I'm not gonna
2: I'm not gonna say anything or show anybody. But shout out to that picture. The that fine board. Back. The Jeremiah found a picture of our file, fine board and showed Mackie to prove that it was
3: real. And it we brought need back a, we, so many memories. We'll pull it up. We'll pull it up at one point. We'll we have to edit some things out there to make sure yeah. get, to make sure we don't get canceled. <laughs> there's gonna there's be some black of- there's gonna be some black bars across there, but uh we'll pull it up. <laughs> We'll pull it just up. See we need, and we need one
1: for the podcast. I feel yes, like we, we absolutely have. need one for podcast. A- a- hey. Anytime Alex changes his take mid take based on which team it would be, <laughs> it's a fine. for I'm sure. I'm just
2: saying that's yeah. conduct unbecoming. <laughs> oh, that's a rookie fine.
1: I'm yeah, looking at sure. the board right now. I mean, I won't. Say, I'll, uh, we can show it to the audience sometime. But you guys we'll, have we'll like tw- you have like 25 things on here.
3: Oh, it's a lot. You it's know, like, my favorite is
1: if you're being if practice finds. Being too sensitive is fifteen dollars, but being ultra sensitive is fi- is thirty dollars. Yes. <laughs> and they double. always compounded, right? Because it was
3: always someone got sensitive, and then if they mouth back at all, it's like no oh, ultra ding. And you gotta remember, for every fine, we had a doorbell. The doorbell that you ring at like the front of like the hotels, right? And so every fine would just be ding. And then ding. like I was the I Boone was the fine, he had the bell, and I was the ledger. And so then I'd pop open this big old notebook and I'd be like, Who is it? They'd be like, oh, it's Berger sensitive. They're like, all right, Berger sensitive." be like, oh, what Bob, ultra ding? Right. I <laughs> didn't say that. Now you're lying. Fifty dollars. It, it compounded compound
2: so
1: fast. <laughs> Listen, the best by
2: thing By the end was, of the year we had
3: thirty thousand dollars in fines. If oh, somebody
2: said anything to you, the best thing to do was just agree <laughs> and walk away. Especially for <laughs> me, because I remember sitting there a lot of times, like Jeremiah in the back of my head, like just Dude, shut up and it won't be a thousand dollar fine. All of a sudden, it'd be <laughs> yeah. like, Well, you know what? Ding. Yeah. No, <laughs> ding. <laughs> All right. the Fair, f- point. <sighs> Fair point. Fair point. That's fine. A lot
3: of boons were false bells, right? Like, because he'd get a little bell happy. And so he'd ding someone before it was a fine. And he'd be like, what was that for? He'd be like, "Uh, I don't know." False bell. Well, no, it's off sensitive. Ding! <laughs> right, like it would just—it it sounded like the New York Stock Exchange in there some days, dude. Just going off the. Tony rail. has oh, so God.
2: much like he just paused the meeting and wait for everyone to stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> that was the thing too. Is like Tony be going and all of a sudden, ding, pause it. Be like, what is it? So and so for this, got it. Play. All right, back to it. Here we go. Like he just never and never bothered him, and he always knew that – and. We, some of, one f- of those was on there for him.
3: Yeah. We used to, we used to Eddie Haskell. We had the uh, Eddie Haskell fine on there, which is like where, you've seen, better you not Eddie Haskell me. You know Eddie Haskell, right, Mackie? What's, what's, leave it, to, leave it to Beaver. Oh, Beaver. yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Mrs. Beaver. Yeah. Right. Like, so like we had a couple of those guys that, like, if anyone was like, oh, yeah, Tony. Yeah. That's a... Ding. Eddie Haskell.
1: Oh, it sounds great. Yeah. We'll just, uh, we'll just slide <laughs> oh, left on were, that protection. Or okay. yeah, yeah. like
3: if you asked the question, you knew an answer to. Like, oh, that that was was, the biggest so just want to make so sure if coach. we're going slide protection to the right here, and this this linebacker that we're going to, he he comes back over this way, right? We, we still have to go to that guy we're sliding to, right? Like the dumb like, ding, ding, <laughs> Eddie Haskell. <laughs> oh my
1: god! Oh, so yeah, okay, fun. we'll start working on the podcast version of this yes, board here. We'll get for that. Sure. I'm getting we'll a bell. Yeah. Oh my god, that's gonna. The bell, the bell sounding a hundred times during the podcast is going to really help (laughs) grow the audience. Wall Street
2: (laughs) Exchange, it's got to go, it's got to go, dude. Hey, we had so much fun though at the end of the year when we went out because that was that was some of the best times of our lives. Yes.
1: Uh, Let me give you guys one more here in the last couple minutes from dumb football question from Hawkstar five zero eight eight on YouTube. How do NFL locker rooms view division rivalries? Uh, they're important to win, but do NFL players have the same level of hatred that fans do
3: when you actually know the guys on the other team? Hatred's a strong word, very strong. I don't. It's really hard to hate anyone in the NFL because you never know if one day you're going to be their teammate, right? It's not like college, right? In college, like you could hate the dude from Michigan or you could hate the dude from Iowa because you're like, I'll probably never see that dude again in my life, and then once you get to the NFL, who cares, right? We're all right. on the same page. Yeah, but like if you're playing against a D lineman from green Bay twice a year, like, yeah, there's going to be some, but like at the end of the day, you might be his teammate next year. Right. right. So there's no bad blood, but I will say there's always a heightened sense of urgency when it comes to division games and the coaches for more or less, like those are the dudes that they're buttholes packer week for the Vikings. Like you couldn't squeeze a fart out of the buttholes of those coaches if you tried, no. right? Like they, everyone no. got all like, it's the Packers week. It's like it's just it's just another week. Like yes, it's a big important game. The game basically counts as two. Like we get it, but like the coaches, I think, have a much more high, heightened sense for that. The players never really see it as like hatred for the other team.
2: I would say, if anything, you're probably closer to the guys on those teams than anything because you see them twice a year. So we're talking twice a year after the games. We're studying each other a lot more. And at the same time, I, like Jay said, nobody in this league really hates each other. I mean, there might be a few bad blood relationships that end up like turning into fights. But for the most part, once you leave the field, you're like, it's over. Like whatever happened out there had to happen. I had to do what I had to do. He had to do what he had to do, and we're good. But when you talk about guys like in season, I think about a lot of the Cardinals. We were friends with those guys. Like we would talk to them a lot, and then they would, if their season was over, they would tell us some stuff about Seattle, or they would tell us stuff about the Rams, or you know. I will say this: we weren't very friendly with the with the Seahawks, but we hated the Rams, and I don't know why we hated them, and I don't know why they hated us. But I just, whatever we, like, and it wasn't, I won't say this. Like, I've never had a coaching staff like I had with Zim here where their buttholes just got super, super tight. And you were like, God, this is annoying. Like, if anything, Harbaugh just was always a crazy dude. So it was like, he's just getting crazier, right? But, like, when you play your divisional games, I agree with Jay, your coaches get super here. Like, they got super uptight. But, like, when we were, when I was in Frisco and we would play the Rams for whatever reason, you just felt the hate. Like, they were like, yo, we're playing Jeff Fisher, you know how we feel about this, dude? And I was like, why do we hate Jeff Fisher? <laughs> <laughs> like, Shut up, rookie. <laughs> All right, yeah, whatever. It's the goatee. It. That we are the goatee. <laughs> right? And like, they would just be like, you know, the Rams. Like, All right, yeah, the Rams, whatever. Yeah. You know? But like everybody else, we were like, oh, yeah, we're playing the Cardinals this week. Cardinals, okay, this is going to be great. We're going to kick their ass. And now
3: was like, no, it's the Rams, dude. Like, well, shit, I think real. a lot of it, too, is you watch so, mi- so much of those guys on tape, right? Because your division yes. plays the same people that you play. Right? It's like so you're watching like we used to watch the Packers' O-line all the time because they probably played a team that we're going to play or and they like, were a good know, team. So we so wanted to judge You get familiar them. with the guys that you watch and you see so it's hard to get like hatred for a guy that you have like respect for his game. Right? right? Like if you have respect of like man that guy plays the game the right way like regardless of what color he wears like I think the NFL is all built on respect. Right.
2: And yeah. that's a that's a great point to Jay too, but
3: when you're playing guys from your
2: division, you have to be smart because they, mm-hmm. they know everything you. you're going to do because they see you every week. So they're constantly putting stuff in their bank. Like, Hey, this guy does this on this. Cause like by the end of the year, you can know a little bit about a lot of guys around the league. Like you're like, all right, this guy's strong. This guy is quick or whatever. But the guys in your division, you're like, Oh, if he puts two hands in the ground, he's doing this. If he puts Like you just know every, so the more years you play these teams, the more you keep story up. So like, by the end of it, when you've played somebody eight, 10 times, you it's a battle, dude. Like when it's third and long and they know the slides going away, you are like, all right, dude, this is the best on best is the best I'm ever going to pull out. And your tackles like, dude, it's go time, bro. Like they know everything about you. They know your snap count. They know your live colors. They know your fake colors. You're like, dude, we have to be ultra smart this week. Like at times it gets really, really hard because you have to outsmart them while at the same time, you don't even know if they're doing any of this, right? Like This is all just an assumption. Like, we know this much about them. They must know this much about us. So now we have to out-scheme them. And so it's like a big chess match. And then you look back, you're like, was it even worth it? Like, we could have – were they really paying that much attention to it? Or was it just us probably thinking too much into it? And that's where I feel like coaches get a little bit – and we just call it chasing ghosts. Like, they just chase those ghosts. Like, hey, they could do this. And you're like, don't. Don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Don't do that. That's a dangerous thing to do cuz that keeps me here till midnight, okay?
1: It's there's a thing in the <laughs> in the in, the in the poker world called outleveling your opponent where it's yes. like the first the first level is what what are my cards? Like for you guys it would be what is the play that we're running. And the second level is what do I think that guy is gonna do with his cards? and then the third wow. level is what do I think he thinks I'm gonna do and then it's and then you climb the ladder and I can see that being the case in divisional football oh, so yes. they they know that we might do this and we and they know but they know that we know that we're gonna do that, so what's right. the counter? Just, and they
2: know that just run the to ball, Peter
1: know. is power, but now we're gonna call Peter
2: fake power <laughs> stutter. Oh, and you're God. like is this really necessary because now my mind is
3: jumbled and i'm not sure what peter means and forever it meant power oh my god and then you get to the next week and they're like everything we did for the last seven days means nothing right like like, exit it out of your mind
2: true story coach is does peter mean power are you an
1: idiot what did i just say okay (laughs) sounds good coach sounds good uh by the way i hate all rival podcasters right yeah Locked on Packers, Mm -hmm. all that bullshit. Yeah. fair. Uh, By the way, if you guys uh, could, again, click the like button and the subscribe button on the YouTube channel, you can help us spread the word here as we go into the regular season about this Offensive Line Lifestyle podcast. And keep sending us – we love these dumb football questions. These guys are awesome at answering them. And uh, keep sending them to us. Film soon. And film next week. We'll get the the film rocking again. We've got our regular season schedule – Locked and loaded, we think, for recording. So we're going to do two or three film reviews a week. We'll do the full podcast for audio and for for YouTube. So, yeah. It's going to be great.
4: Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid, high amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal.